0: Hi, everyone. It's Hanny Evas of the H HN House podcast, and we're back and we're talking about money, which is probably one of my favorite topics to talk about. And we're talking about holding space and energy for more money in your business and your life. And this is, I know, a topic that is so interesting and you know very well received in our community because a lot of founders here you know, they're, they're first time founders. This is the first time they have started a company before, you know, myself included. This is the first time that they're stepping into this type of money and or wealth. And it's like, you know, what do you, what do you do with this? How do we think bigger, you know, about our, you know, impact on the world? So I wanted to open up this discussion because I was talking to a client recently and we were, you know, I shared, um, you know, a resource for her when it came to like, you know, growing her company. And, you know, the conversation we were talking about, which was, you know, I need to be able to actually make space for more, holding more money in my life and in my business. And I really love that conversation and wanted to bring it to, you know, the H on House podcast here. So what does this even mean as a founder when it comes to holding more space and energy for money? And what do I mean by that is I think thinking bigger than what we've been told or what society tells us when it comes to building a business you know, a lot of founders, not to say that we think small, but we do put limitations to what we think is possible. And that is from the people around us, whether it's a family, it's our, you know, society, or it's, you know, um, anyone around us that could be impacting our energy levels when it comes to, you know, um, holding more money. So, when we think about holding more money this could be expanding the the business size that you have this could be you know expanding what your lifestyle looks like what your impact looks like um, so i want to kick off with that So when we think about mindset and money and our relationship to it, I really want you to think about, you know, where do we find our value as founders? Because I know it's so easy to tie your identity with your business and money. And what do I mean by that? There's a lot of founders that, and I've had to work through this, guys. This was probably the toughest thing that I had to work through as a founder because I tied my worth to the value and money that we were making. And what do I mean by that? when we would have dips in revenue as every business does right there's ebbs and flows it would be an attack on my nervous system and i'm sure that if anyone's listening to this you probably resonate with this too where you know you have that attack on your nervous system and you're thinking oh my goodness i am not good enough i am you know maybe this is a fluke maybe this is going to fall apart in the next month and i can't tell you how many times i would go to my mentor and be like this is incredible. We've had so much success, but is this actually sustainable? Is this going to last? Am I I going to lose this all tomorrow? And I know that that mindset is very common around founders, but that mindset can also be really crippling to founders as well because then it starts to hinder our decision-making. It hinders the way that we make moves in business. So really think about what is your relationship with money and how do you build that relationship with money? Because I think for a lot of people, you know, myself included, coming from, you know, past trauma and generational trauma when it comes to money, you know, a lot of our beliefs and, you know, um, relationships really tied to childhood and the way that our parents grew up with money. And I know at least for me, you know, going through the process, I had a single mom of three kids and you know, money was really tight. And, you know, for me personally, I had this mindset that I needed to almost hoard it, right? It was, I had to keep it in a savings account. And that doesn't do you any good as a founder. So I'm just um, letting you know. But it was a really hard thing when I started the investment journey and I hired my financial planner as a business owner. Like I'm the first of my family to have that. No one in my family has that. So really wanting to think about, you know, what is your relationship to money? Number one. Um, what does it look like to you, and what value do you tie to yourself when it comes to your money? And then from there, number two, I want you to think about how do we make decisions with money. Now, I am not a certified financial planner here, so or an accountant or tax strategist. I am just sharing some of the principles from my perspective that have been helpful. So think about how you make decisions with money. Are you more of an impulsive person? Like, do you make investments really, really fast? Are you more of a person that, you know, maybe sits on things for a long period of time and really needs a lot of external validation, whether it's from family, friends, you know, your accountant, or whatever it is? Like, how do you actually make decisions as a founder when it relates to money specifically? Because I know at least for me personally, I like I said going back to the the hoarding of money, this was a really tough one for me when it came to you know, starting the investment journey. So, when you're thinking about how do I actually hold space for a bigger business or more money in my life? think about how you actually make decisions of that money. If you were to have, say, say you have a business right now that's doing a half a million dollars a year, but you want to build a business that is doing five million dollars a year. Just give an example, right? How do you actually make decisions at that level, right? Because you might need to let go of certain beliefs or thoughts or you know, actions that you are doing right now that are not going to be helpful for you at that level. And this is a real wake-up call for a lot of founders, including myself. And I'll give you an example. With the new product and platform that we are building, you know, it is something that could have the opportunity that, that, you know, we joke with my CMO, but it could be a unicorn. It could be something really big. It could have like a multi-million dollar exit. And I know for some people that can be like, oh, wow, like I'm not even thinking that big. And that's okay if you're not. That's okay if that's not your plan. But I think it's also thinking about if that is in your plan or if that is something you're like, yeah, I do have the capacity to hold a business of this size. What do you need to step into in order to be a founder of a business of that size? And I think that's something that even for me, I've had to really, really take myself back for a second and think about, you know. What do I need to let go of now that's going to help me get to that next level? Because the the person that I am now is not the same person that's going to, you know, manage a business at eight figures and beyond. So how do I need to show up? What do I need to let go of? And who do I need to be as a person, you know, to get to that level? So, and this has been a really, really important like time for me as a, as a founder as well with Going through the same things that we're talking about, right? Like, what is our mindset around money? You know, number two, how do we make decisions with that money? And three, how can we hold space for that money too? So, like I said, what connection do you tie to it? You know, what are you actually calling in and getting very, very clear on that? I remember earlier on in the journey of you know entrepreneurship and things like that. I actually I, I I love journaling, so I always tell clients you know to leverage what tool or modality works for them. But I personally love to write and uh, process what's in my brain on paper first, um, and then I need to visually see it. So I'm I'm really not. Um, uh, an audio person in terms of verbally processing I have to actually like visually see it in front of me and I would write out you know like this is what I want to make every month this is the you know you know this is the amount of people that i want to impact every single year and you know I really had to let go of a lot of those thoughts and beliefs around money because when I grew up you know money was really tied to greed right and I know for a lot of people listening to this you probably you know, maybe have experienced that too. But when I shifted the mindset around more money equals greed to more money means I can be more generous and I can impact more people and I can help more people, it changed the perspective. So for me, when I think about, you know, the community that we're building, which, you know, the proof of concept's there. There are several communities and networks out there that have sold for, Hundreds of millions of dollars. There's one out there that is a billion dollar company. Um, There's another one out there that built a multi million dollar company in a year. So the proof of concept's there, right? And I think that's a beautiful thing. I think a lot of people, when they think about, you know, competitors, it's like, oh, well, they're doing this and they're doing that. I look at it as a beautiful opportunity. If they can do it, I can do it too in my own way. So really getting clear number one on what are you calling in and I know at least for us like okay if we have a business of that size it means we can impact x amount of people and make x amount of change in the world and that is what fuels me that is what fuels me so I just want to share just some exercises for you guys if you're listening in and thinking about how do I do this how do I embody this how do I take it to the next level And the first thing is feature visualization. This is the exercise I've been talking about since day freaking one. If you've worked with me, we've probably done this exercise before. If we've never worked together, grab your paper and pen because you're going to do it right now. And I want you to do a past tense exercise. So um, I have this for every client at the end of the year. They're all going through it right now where you write out 12 months from now and also 24 and you know five years and beyond, you can do it for any time, you know constraints. I want you to write out if you were to have a conversation with me and you were to write a journal entry and in the next 12 months, what happened? And I want you to write it in a past tense format. Why? Because we're writing it in a way where it's already happened. And this is really, really powerful for your mindset because your mind actually doesn't know the difference between what is here now and what is in the future. It can't tell that difference. So you know when you hear people say, you know, step into your seven-figure self and it sounds so woo-woo and it's like, how the fuck does this even apply to to what we're doing now? But like if you really understand the science behind it, it really makes a lot of sense. So future visualization Visualization past tense exercise is one of my favorites. The other thing I've had clients do that's also really really helpful here, um, number two, is if you like to listen and you're more of like an audio, um, you know, learner, there, create an audio of this, like read out, you know, write it down and read that past tense exercise and listen to it as a podcast episode for yourself. So that's another easy way. If you're like me and you're also a very visual person, so I have to visually see things all the time, I will create Pinterest boards or um, I will write things down visually and keep them on my desktop or keep them on a notepad. So these are just easy ways that you can take that same exercise and depending on how you process information, you can apply it. And then the other things that I think are really, really helpful here too, um, which I know it sounds cliche, everyone's doing it, but this shit works, um, is meditation and EFT tapping. Um, your, your mind is everything in entrepreneurship and it's even more so than strategy. So really, you know, getting clear on, um, giving yourself that space. If you're like me, I'm not the type of person that can meditate for an hour. Bless those that that can do that for an hour. I just, I can't sit still. Um, So, for me, this started to look like okay, I'm going to go on a walk with no phone and I'm going to, you know, just really process being by myself. And then the second thing I also would do too, if you're thinking about, you know, meditation and wanting to really incorporate this, Insight Timer is a great platform. My dear past client and dear friend, Gabrielle Lara, has a beautiful community membership. Um, I think it's $44 a month where you can join. And she does a monthly session where she incorporates the breath work and the channeling. Highly recommend that. Include a link for your guides guys below. Um, so find different resources for you that are helpful in the journey of meditation and EFT tapping. Test it out. And then the last one, and this is number, this is the most important one, and I always talk about this, which is surround yourself with people who are thinking, bigger and expanding you at the end of the day. I had this conversation with my husband recently where you know, I said to him, I was like, "Okay, like who are the five people that you surround yourself with on an everyday basis or you talk to?" Okay, cool. Do these people support you? Do you feel more expansive, you know, by being around these people? And guys, it's not just about like how much money these people make. That that's that's one one side of this thing. But do they make you feel better about yourself. Do they make you feel more expansive? Are they thinking bigger or do they complain a lot? Do they are they are like a glass half empty type of person, right? So really do an audit around the people around you because you know sometimes we don't even realize that even like our own family members and our friends could be really thinking small and that impacts the way that you think too. So not to say you need to go and fill your your mind with toxic positivity and people who are, you know, always positive all the time, but it does mean that you're surrounding yourself with people who are thinking bigger than you and expanding bigger than you. And that's been so important to to me and even our growth as a founder too. Like I'm always trying to think of how am I going to get in the rooms of people who have businesses that are, you know, 10 times the size of mine, you know, and, you know, who are doing really cool things or impacting the world in really cool ways And I always say that the only limitations that you have are the ones that you have on your mind. So if you can surround yourself with people who are doing this, you will naturally elevate to that level too. And in return, that'll impact so many other areas of your life. So when you think about holding space and energy for more money, right, think about the impact that you can have by doing so. Think about the impact that you can have if your business was able to be at XYZ number, whatever that is for you. Think about what you can create and the impact that you can have on your community and network just by holding that more money. And lastly, think about what that can do for your lifestyle and future generations of that lifestyle too. So I encourage all of you, I hope this was helpful to think bigger, expand yourself. And if maybe you've been a little bit, you know, down in the dumps or You know, maybe you're you're out of alignment and thinking of like, oh my goodness, like do I actually want to do this or do do I wanna get bigger, whatever it is. But like I just really encourage you to find your center here. Really get yourself grounded. And really get yourself back to a point where you are in alignment because it's going to be very easy to see how you can hold that space and energy for more money. So if you're looking for more support on this, um, let me know. We have our Thrive Collective Mastermind for 2024. Um, This is where we build in the integration of business and life. We have four different advisors, including myself. We have a spiritual advisor, a financial planner um, that's in the group. We have a CFO advisor that comes in. a profitability advisor, and myself where I focus on your personal brand um, all coming together to help you make more money and build more wealth. So I'll see you on the next episode.